How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Baseball. Beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back off the pole. Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one, that's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The fan. Yeah. Welcome into the second hour of the hot corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, including at Tenny the Fan and the Odyssey app. Speaking of podcasts, beers on us will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. And it's a little homage to something very, very near and dear to Mike and I's heart. Over the pandemic life, you'll make sure you want to check that out. The special Lloyd Center Alley Wine Going Away edition <laughs> of Beers on Us. I've listened to it, guys. It's dynamite. You gotta, you gotta, it's dynamite. You Tune gotta in. Download it. the podcast. It's dynamite. 1080thefan.com and the Odyssey. I would also like to share a dad joke for those here who appreciate dad jokes. Oh, you know me, man. I love them. I just saw this on Twitter. Me. Ever heard of Quasimodo? Him. Doesn't ring a bell. Me. I assure you he does. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I don't know if that's a dad joke. That's more of like a uh, an English professor joke. Maybe, but I really, really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it too. It is. I assure you, he does. <laughs> All right, this is where we dive into it. We have Big John in the house as we do three times a year, and as the season ends, it's time to recap some stuff and then look ahead to the next season. And I think, I think there's only one place to start. I think, I think it's in looking at 2021. There's so much to look forward in 2022, and we'll get to that. But 2021 was a season that kind of none of us really saw coming. Once it started, we didn't really believe in. And once it came down the stretch, we started holding signs saying we believed in it. John, when you look back at 2021 and you see, 
you know, the injuries to Kyle Lewis, the injury to Marco Gonzalez, uh, you know, Evan White, like James Paxton, things didn't look good out the gates. There was that classic hot streak and then low streak. And then things kind of really shifted come mid-August. When you look back at 2021, John, what 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 stands out to you? It was fun. It's and there fun. has that's a great way to put and it. There fun. hasn't been a lot of fun Mariner baseball, you know. And 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 I've, I obviously wear my fandom on my sleeve, and my brother and and you guys to an extent. Everybody, there there is some levity to. Oh, here's Johnny's going to get kicked in the groin again because that's what the Mariners do, and I get that. And I love watching baseball, but it's been a long time since it was fun. And the 2021 Mariners made it fun again. And now, obviously, winning is part of that, right? And they fell short. They didn't make it. But, gosh, you know, kind of out of nowhere. And and some unsung heroes and some guys that I was, I was critical of really stepped to the forefront and looked like they've taken uh, – Taking their spot as a as a foundation piece and a team leader, and it's not necessarily the guys you thought it would be. Like going into the season, right? You kind of said, "Oh, you know, we got Kelnick coming, and he's going to be this foundational piece." And Cal Raleigh is their catcher of the future. Those guys came up and they were a part of it, but they struggled. And, and when you look at, you know, where where the heck did J.P. Crawford come from? I what mean, a where, great year for him! Like where? Like I was. Up until going into this year, like you couldn't have got rid of him fast enough for me. And just out of nowhere, the guy became a stud. Mitch Hanniger hadn't played in two years. You know, the coming back from injuries and the setbacks. And then all of a sudden, man, he is. He has one testicle. Right? And he's awesome. And he had a, he had an amazing year. And then, you know, little pieces. You have Evan White supposed to be the, fir- the first baseman of the future. He blows his hip out and goes away. Well, let's just throw Ty France at first base. What? And he... Dang near wins a gold glove. Let's blow up the Mariners for trading your closer while you're in the middle of a race. Then they do that. Like, unbelievable. And the guy they get keeps hitting dingers. It works. Somehow it works. And if you if you wrap the whole thing up, again, we hit, we hinted about earlier talking about service, who I've been critical of. you got to give him a ton of credit because the sum total of the 21 Mariners is more than their individual parts. If you look at this team on paper, there are a lot of holes. And they are not like one step away from contending. There's a lot that needs to be done. The heavy lifting starts today. But to answer your question in a, in a roundabout way, watching the Mariners was fun this year. It was it was fun again, and maybe for the first time in a while, I had a blast to the point where I drove up there and spent the last weekend of the season up in T-Mobile Park, sold out, 45,000 people, place going nuts. They won that Saturday night, the last Saturday of the season. We walked out of the stadium. Nobody went home. There were thousands of people out in the street having a big, huge party. It felt like they had won the World Series. And I was like, I looked at my wife, and I'm like, this is fun. And and it was awesome, and it gives us hope for what's coming up. Uh, I hope that the wheel has turned and we're headed into good things because uh, it sure feels like it right now. It was fun to watch. It was one of those things where I was pretty late to join the, I believe that they could make the playoffs party because every time I watched them, I was like, these guys are all hitting like two Oh five. Yes. And, but yet they keep getting big hits. They found a way like Dylan Moore hit like four grand slams this year. Who Dylan Moore? He was hit like one sixty, right? but he had a ton of really big hits. You mentioned Jake Fraley earlier. He is not a major league everyday starting outfielder, but for you guys, he did a lot. He was a good fielder and he had the flowing hair and he had a fun personality 
you had a couple of the old school guys who contributed and there was the Kendall Graveman trade, which I remember on live <clears throat> on the air, you yeah. reacted to negatively. And we heard about the Kyle Seeger, well, who we assume was Kyle Seeger's reaction in the clubhouse, smashing bats and equipment and, you know, CMS different year, that kind of stuff. And I was really late to the party. I was like, man, I just don't, I don't see it. And those last three weeks, I watched a little bit more Mariners than I normally do. And I was like, I kind of see it. It's fun. There, it was fun, but there was that vibe of like, we yes. got this. Yeah. And it didn't <clears throat> happen at the end. And I remember even telling you on the phone, John, because we, we talked most nights before, uh, before the end of primetime. I was like, don't get too high because it's not supposed to be this year. I was like, you don't get disappointed because right. they don't make the playoffs this year. Right. Just enjoy the ride. And I think you still got a little disappointed at the sure. end because you went up to the games and all that. Absolutely. But I, I believed at the end that I wanted to see them make the playoffs just for the fun of it. I loved the, <clears throat> the social media hashtag fun differential, making fun of the fact that they had a negative run differential all yeah. year. And uh, wonderful season. Absolutely. And yeah. I think it is a great springboard for this offseason, which is going to be massive for them. Should be, I, I would say, hopefully. And hopefully the further development of the young kids to kind of build this into a contender that Seattle so desperately needs. You know what really pulled me into it, honestly, as a baseball guy, because I try to keep my, you know, me and me and my buddy uh, who I work with, our production manager, he is from Cleveland, Ohio. We just happen to work together and both are diehard Cleveland fans. And we both been made, started making the joke that, no, nah, dude, we're not Cleveland fans. We're on the Mariners wagon. Right. Like We were making that joke all the time. But from a realistic standpoint, how I, one, what got me to actually believe in this team and believe in the future of this team, honestly, man, you got the best bullpen in baseball. They were good. And when, when I see stuff like that, I really start watching, yeah. especially in a day and age where starters, unless your name is Max Scherzer, they don't let starters go. So I, I watch a lot of, especially being a West Coast guy, I watch a lot of late inning games, and when I see bullpen, that's what I'm watching, and that's what made me believe her. And I believe that's Topoto and Scott Service. Yeah. And the bullpen didn't have any guys that were really names at all. They no, got rid of great parts. They got rid of Graveman and still had the best bullpen in baseball. Yeah, I mean, and you have guy, you know, Paul Seawald, who, right, unhittable should Stecken, be the, should be the closer next year. Steckenrider picked up off off the scrap heap on a minor league deal. I mean, Casey Sadler. You know, Eric Swanson, some of these guys that I had never heard of came in and held the team together. And if you look at, you take all of that and you look at moving forward, the blueprint's there. I mean, they have the second best farm system in baseball, according to most people that care about mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have no money. They have all the money in the world to spend. They have no money on the books. Yep. Everybody's gone. They, Everybody's clean. They got even a $13 million blessing today with Kikuchi turning it down. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. Kyle Seeger's off the books, and he's gone, most likely. Yeah, they they officially came out yesterday and said, you're done. Yeah. So they have no money. They have all the money in the world to spend. They have capital to go make trades if they need to do that. Um, they have young foundational pieces and more coming. So here we are. Like, here... Everything you could want to start being a serious contender is on the table. Now you just got to cook the meal. It's right there. And that's exactly what I want to get to. When we come back, I want to look at what is it for a team that's this close that comes up a little short with all that homegrown talent 
that farm system ready to rumble, a potential American League manager of the year, a potential American League executive of the year. Where do the Mariners go next? Big John in the house. Stick with us. Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Big John in the house, so that means one thing. We've been looking at Mariners. We just spent the last last 15 minutes chatting about the 2021 season. Let's look ahead at the 2022 season. We know what we do know about the Mariners is that that farm system is what we like to call loaded. Pretty good. What they're Starts at the top with Julio Rodriguez, who it's just a matter of time. There's probably some finagling of service time to make sure he sticks on the books. He's 20 years old. As is the news with everybody. But, I mean, John, let's start there with Julio. In your, you as, you know, our resident Mariner ex- expert and the one person I trust more than even the people on the Mariners broadcast, are we going to see Julio Rodriguez this year and in what capacity? So I th- I think I think we will to some degree. DePoto's kind of hinted at it. He's saying stuff like, you know, this may be the kind of player you can't you can't keep down. This may be, you know, a generational type of guy. An Albert Pujols, a th- Fernando Tatis. I think uh, he will go into spring tra- with with the debacle that happened last year with Kelnick. I think he will go into spring training with a chance to win a roster spot. Okay. Now, will he? I don't know. And I and hopefully, depending on what they do in the off season, what I think Depoto would like to do is position themselves to not have to bring him up on opening day, but slide him in. You know, service time come whatever. June, late right. May. You bring him <clears throat> up, and and you're not. He's not being counted on. He's just coming up as that spark to give you an extra piece. But if I'm a Benny man, I think we see Julio in Seattle next year. And everything I've seen, read about the kid, know about the kid, I think he's a star. I've think, seen some highlights from him. He looks sexy. He played. So we went. Um, he started in Everett this mm-hmm. year. They played the Hillsborough Hops. Oh, the, the opening weekend of the season. My buddy and I went to the game, of course, to go watch Julio. And I'm telling you, like he it, he looks the part. Like if you you open the dictionary and you see star, that's what Julio Rodriguez looks like. Okay, he's a man among boys. He looked like a, a dad playing. Good out looking there. kid. With everybody else. Stature. Looked good, played good. People gravitated to him. The fans were in the, the Watching him in the, where we were sitting in Hillsboro, uh, you could see into the dugout, and he would come back into the dugout in between innings, and people would gather around him and talk. And, like he, You could tell he commanded that clubhouse. He's 20 years old. He went to the Olympics, and by all accounts, they said he was the best player on the Dominican team. The best player at 20 years old. So it's all right there. It's just a matter of time before he comes into Seattle and takes that place. I think it'll be this year. I don't necessarily think it will be opening day. Okay. Well, we know they like to manipulate service time up there. Well, yeah, everybody does that. Right. 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 Well, I mean, but there was the whole thing with Kelnick this last year before they called him up. It's like, oh, well, he's not ready yet. Like, he, I, I think actually, he, I guess probably he wasn't because he didn't right. start he's, off very well. He but, stunk. Yeah. But I mean, the whole conversation was. I remember you got into like a Twitter argument with. Um, Stupid Shannon Dreher. Yeah, one of the Mariners people up there. <laughs> one of the Mariners people, just Shannon Dreher, who does right. everything on Root Sports. But like, you know, it was it was like, oh, it's not service time, and you were like, come on, 
<laughs> Come on. I think I think we'll see a hint on what the Mariners do this offseason. We'll see a hint on what they expect out of Julio. I think if they go, I think they, they need a minimum two impact bats. If, they, if, if yeah. one of those guys is an outfielder, I think that's positioning Julio to start in the minor leagues. If they go get two infielders, if they go get Simeon and Story or two, you know, two guys and they don't do anything to the outfield, I think that's DePoto saying I expect Julio to be on the opening day roster. Your yeah. out, your outfield options, as we're going to get into that, uh, are are kind of slim. Um, you have Starling Marte, which probably which which is your center fielder, which is the sexy, but the real outfield that is that has an opt out that I assume is going to opt out is you know a deep drive to left field and Nick Castellanos. Right. If they were to go after somebody like Nick Castellanos. That would tell you what they believe is that exactly. that's what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Or if you sign a Chris Bryant who can play, who any, can play any thirty of the positions, three, right? Yeah, who can play any of the three. I think because Kyle Lewis will come back, but everything that we that I'm hearing and that you're reading about is that they are not counting on him to play 162 games. So he's house money, is what they're saying. I think if, you're going to see good. Yes. We're, we're we're positive. I think you're going to see him DH and roll through the outfield and and probably play three to four times a week. <clears throat> and get plenty of rest so that they don't risk him being hurt. He's a valuable piece, right. but I don't think they're going to count on him. So He'll be one look, of those. The The new position that everybody tries to have now is the the super sub. Yes. The Chris Taylor. The Chris Taylor. Yes. Who can play. Who is also a free agent who might get really paid. There's a lot of talk that who the can play might try to bring him back. Infield and outfield, and basically he can play almost every day, and you give one player a day of rest each week when he slides into their and, position. And that's what I think ultimately they'll do. I think Kelnick's going to slide to left field. I think that's where he's – I don't think he's suited to be an everyday major league center fielder. I think after the year Hanniger had, he's got a year left. I think we'll see an extension, hopefully this offseason. I think you're dumb to not extend I him. Agree. I think you get him on the cheap. If he hits the free agent market, you might get outbid, yeah. and it might blow up in your face. I think you get him now so on the I cheap. Think I think you're going to see Hanniger. I think you're going to see right? you're going to see Kelnick. Yep, and I think Kyle Lewis will be that fourth guy. So if they bring in a Chris Bryant or a Marte, or they go trade for somebody, then I think that tells you Julio's probably a year away. I think Bryant might be the outlier though, because you can you can use a third baseman and a first baseman. Right. I don't think he means the outfield is done. Everything else you're saying though, I do agree. Right. You go after a. You go after a Marte or a Castellanos, and then that well, is the clearly other, saying Julio's not ready. The other thing, as you guys know this, is who are we talking about here pulling the strings? Jerry DePoto. What does he like to do? Trade. And now he has what to trade? He has a lot of assets. A lot. I can't imagine Julio is on the table no, for no. anybody. But if the number two ranked farm system has 10 great prospects and right. only two of them are untouchable, those other eight could be traded for exactly. big pieces. Exactly. Fair. I don't think Julio goes... And 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 to go kind of full circle here, look at and not that the the four guys the Braves went and got at the deadline. None of those guys were stars. Jock Peterson and they didn't cost Eddie any. Rosario. They didn't cost anything. Yeah. So Adam Duvall. Well, Adam Duvall came back. He like left and then you're came tell, back. Here's what excites me as a Mariners fan is I think if you're Depoto and you went to you picked up the phone and called Minnesota and you said what does it take to get Buxton to come be our center fielder? What does it take? I think you could take out Julio and Noel V. Marte and probably one of those pitchers and still put together a deal to get him. I also agree. It's the Dodgers model. Yeah. 
You got Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo, who's been it. decent, but he's not been – he's not their Will Smith. He's not their Gavin Lux, and I know Gavin struggled, but Gavin's been a, in a high prospect. And so you looking at the free agent outfielders, I wouldn't put it past the Poto to go make a, make a splashy trade for somebody. Like I want to ask this position-based. What are the two most important positions, free agent-wise, you see for this team? I, second base. Second base. Okay. Without without a doubt. And probably with Seager being gone, third base. Interesting that you didn't mention starting pitching. Well. Because that's what I assume is where it's got to go. I, I took it as you meant like the position, like the defensive. And and I and I did because because I do believe that starting pitching is. They need two starters. They need two starters, minimum. Kikuchi, for all his faults left. The, right now you have Marco. And you have Logan Gilbert, and you have Chris Flexen. And I like Gilbert, and Flexen was good down was the stretch. Awesome. And, and you then have you Justice have, Sheffield. Well, Justice. <laughs> somebody You're on looking Twitter, at two guys that are so glad we don't have Justice Sheffield anymore. Somebody on Twitter today said the Mariners' four and fives right now is a bucket of field mice in a dark, spaceless void. Yeah, you throw Justice <laughs> Sheffield in no. a deal, uh, in at the tail end of a deal to say, hey, we haven't figured him out, and neither has Cleveland now, or I New would, York. You tell me. I would be in favor of re-signing Tyler Anderson if you could get him. I think a, you should, too. I actually liked that trade a lot. Mike used to poo-poo on me all about that. I'm not, the problem I just don't is, love Tyler. He's such like a he, – he's like an innings eater, which is fine for the back need, end of your you rotation. Which you need in the back end of the rotation. But Here, if, you're, if you're trying to become a playoff team – You go. You need a stud up front. And I, and to be yes. honest with you, if we, go, if we put the – the Karnak, Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. old hat on, and I go, what what DePoto is going to do? I think he makes a splashy trade, and I think it's for a legitimate. I don't know if it's an ace because how many aces are out there? Right. How many aces are available? I think he makes a splashy trade for a legitimate front end starter. Shane Bieber's available for I think the right he, price. I think he goes and gets. Although I want Julio. I think he goes and gets somebody. I okay. think he goes and gets a, a legitimate guy. Somebody that the three of us would sit here and be like, holy crap, that guy looks good coming mm. out pitching game one. Because I, I'm looking at the free agent starting pitching lineup right now, and it ain't great. No. It's not pretty. The Scherzer's, top of it is Robbie Ray, right? Scherzer's up there because he's a free agent, but Scherzer's going to go to a contender because he wants to win another ring. I think he's staying with the Dodgers. Kevin Gossman sounds like money down the drain. Carlos Rodon is decent, but I imagine Chicago's going to try to bring him back. Honestly, Robbie Ray sounds like money down the drain, too. He had such a great year, and he's probably the Cy Young, but what has he been before this year? I well, agree. I'm looking at this list right now. There is only one guy on this list I would be interested in paying a multi-year deal to. I think it'll and be Mike, a trade. And Mike, you're going to love it when I say this name. Marcus Stroman. Mm. He's a free agent. I like Stroman. Go get I would, Stroman. I would get Stroman. I think the and Yankees are going to try to get Stroman. They should. He's well, really good. He's really good, and I told you he's going to be good. We just had a big red flag go up this week in the AOS with the Bob Melvin thing. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Oakland it's huge. is selling. The A's are selling. Matt Olson and Matt Chapman on the block. Selling. Selling. So and they're and they're going to bring in Ron Washington knowing that they're not winning games. So you games. know who I would like? And guess Seattle who's to- still not going to be good? Even with a healthy Mike Trout, that'd be the Angels. You know who I would like the Mariners to trot out? I would I would like Chris Bassett to trot him out. I'd Sean like Manaya. I'd like Manaya and I would like um Drew Blake. Who's their other guy? The uh, Montas, Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas. Mm. Go go Hey, Jesus Lazardo now uh in Miami. Yeah. We need you go get, give me a deal right now for Bassett and Chapman. We could we could pay we could go put a deal together for that. I think I think I think it's the big I think it's the biggest thing the Mariners have to focus on 
is starting they pitching. They need two starters. Is starting pitching. Yes. Well, and and I, that's what it's got to be. They need two starters. I want to ask this question. I know we have to break, Joe, and maybe this could be like a little sort of tease, but um, do you believe, John? I have the sign. I brought tease. the sign in, I'm going to say tease. That the Mariners will outbid and or attract free agents. Ooh, I like that question. That's a great question. This is the hot corner. That's Mike Lynch. Joe Fish behind the glass, running the board. Big John in the house. I'm Patrick Harris. That's my man Joe with sports. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. You know, previously, Mike brought up this great point, as we have Big John in the house, uh, to break down the 2021 season and look a little bit ahead to the 2022 season. Uh, Mike, what, what, you, were, you were asking the question, can Seattle, as we were talking about their needs, can Seattle be a team that attracts these free agents? We talk about this all the time with the Blazers. And kind of, you know, the, the the Northwest can be kind of a forgotten land sometimes when it comes to sports. You were saying, can Seattle attract those free agents? Yeah, I mean, because we know they can do trades. And John has talked a lot about his hope for potentially some trades being big swings for them this year. Uh, the one thing about baseball that is good for a Mariner fan is that generally speaking, the players follow the money. So if the Mariners offer the best contract to Robbie Cano, Sure, Chris Bryant, I was going to say for this year, but Robbie Cano, then they will go play there. Um, you know, I'm sure there's little proof here against that here and there of like little guy, uh, little differences that guys took less money. But I mean, if you offer the most money, guys are going to go there. But I'm also curious if do you think they're willing to spend what it's going to cost to take to get a guy like Chris Bryant, who you seem Pretty hell bent on getting into the Mariners' uniform. I would love I, him. I don't. Seattle. I don't blame you. But he's Who? gonna. He's gonna cut co- Chris Bryant. Oh. He's gonna cost two hundred fifty million dollars. I love Chris Bryant. I absolutely love him I do too. You know, last time the Mariners spent that money, it didn't go very well. Well, I. I'm gonna argue that it didn't. I Cano went better than people give him credit for. Cano Cano just fight. ended in a giant firestorm because of the suspension. When, when they signed Cano, every single person knew that was a disastrous contract. But what what I said at the time is you're going to have three really good years from Cano. You're going to have three bad years. The, the contract will be made on those three in the middle. That's what's going to determine whether it's good. And what they got out of Cano was five pretty good years. Now the steroid thing screwed it up and... And but without Cano, they don't get Nelly Cruz. He also didn't really ever hit his true full level with the Mariners, did he? Had, he? he had a couple of decent years. If you look at his numbers in Seattle, they're not horrible. Right, but when he was signed for that contract, you're expecting like three thirty, right? Forty and not, bombs, and and you're not going to get that. But right. what you did get out of it, and when when they signed Cano, what I said at the time is kind of hinting at what you said. There was a there was this thing in, about can the Mariners get a marquee free agent, and and if you guys remember. Back in back then, there was a lot of talk of can guys do guys want to come hit at Safeco Field, right? It, it was, is true. The house that Griffey built that he can't hit in. It was a tough. The joke, yeah, tough place yeah. to hit, and they moved the fence in and redid some of the park, and they did that. So when they signed Cano, I said, when if Cano comes and hits in Seattle, it will be a great thing. If he comes and hits two hundred, it's gonna it's gonna scuttle any other free agent. 
Well, he came and hit, and then Nelly Cruz came and hit. And that showed people that you can come and hit here and be successful. And mm-hmm. those teams, people forget, those teams were out of the – almost made the playoffs twice. Like, they were with – they were in the last week of the there season. There was that game against Toronto that Felix had to pitch well and he didn't. Right. That would have got you in. So, can't wi- – you're right, though, Mike. It's about the money, right? And if the Seattle is willing to pay the money to get a Simeon or a Chris Bryant – Which or- all things say they've got it. If they're not going to do it now, they'll never do it. Right. It's right here in front of them. And that's kind of the second part of of my answer that's kind of long-winded is going into last year, I would have said no. I'm skeptical that the Mariners do it. What they did this year, I think, changed the narrative. I think not only did it change, it re-energized the fan base, it re-energized how people around the country look at Seattle they led the news that last weekend of the season. They led the news with look at what's happening in Seattle. It was huge. It was a big deal. And I think it put the ownership on blast. And they said, look, the the city's ready to explode. The fan base is ready to explode. You they have, just want a reason. You have every resource right now to do it. Go do it. So if they're ever going to do it, it has to be right now. Do you- and, I, and I think they will. I think they will make a legitimate run. They're probably going to have to overpay somebody. I think we will be sitting here the next time I come in before the season. You believe Super Mario is going to pay out? I do. Okay. And we will talk about, oh, the Mar- hey, the Mariners got this, and we will say, yeah, but they had to pay him this, and it's crazy. I think that's what you're going to see. At least one guy is going to get overpaid to come to Seattle, and we'll see what, we'll see if that's the right guy. I just looked up potential trade pieces, the top 25 potential trade pieces. The pitching market's not great on there. But the number one choice, according to Bleacher Report, uh, would fit a hole you need. In fact, it fits two holes you need because he can play third and second. That's Jose Ramirez. Oh, my gosh. I would be all over that. And I've... And did you see what we got for Frankie Lindor? The price is high. (laughs) Well... Here's one of the throw things. in Bieber in there and you're good to go. <laughs> well, look at what look at what it costs to get. We Scherzer. are cutting costs yeah. here in Cleveland. Trey Turner. The market has shifted. Yeah, now, it it no longer costs you your top three guys to go get an impact player. It doesn't I mean, cost that anymore. I, to me, it started with Mookie. Right, it with, doesn't cost that. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, with Mookie going to L.A., Verdugo's a good player and he had a great postseason and he looks to be a you know Red Sox of the future, but. He ain't Mookie Betts, you know, they, and that's basically all they traded. don't want to be the team that traded Tatis anymore. They yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. It doesn't cost you that to go get him. So I don't think the Mariners are going to trade Julio. I don't think they're going to go trade Noel V. Marte. But the reason you have the second-best farm system— is because there's other guys than just those is two our, dudes. Our prospects that are ranked 4 through 15 are pretty good. So go make a run at Jose Ramirez. Go make a run at that. I mean, that'd be phenomenal. If Jose Ramirez gets traded to the Mariners, I will be a full-blown Mariners Yeah, fan. we got Patrick. Get, He's in. I will get the old blue with the Trident M hat, and I'll wear it every day of well, my life. Well, because you became a Mets fan when Lindor went there, but, uh, you know. I think you're going to see. I still like the Mets because I still like Lindor. He just had a bad season. I think you're going to see. Give him a break, Mike. He had a bad couple seasons, Patrick. Easy. It's Mr. Smile. I think you're going to see two free agent <laughs> signings. I think you're going to see two bats. That they go get big guys, big names. That's what I think you're mm-hmm. going to see, and I think you're going to see a big trade for a pitcher. I think I think shortstop is going to be their focus for them. I really think it's going to be Trevor Story. And you got Story, Seager, Correa, 
Who would you want? Not who you think they'll get. Who would you want of those three guys? Seeger, Correa, Story. Uh, Seeger is who I would want. Yeah. But I think that ship sailed when they peed all over his brother. Do you want Seeger because he's a Seeger, or do you like him the most as a shortstop? Like him as a shortstop. Ditto. I agree. Yeah. I think Seeger is the best shortstop. Well, that's on why the I prefer him for the Yankees, too, because I think he's the best of the bunch. And I think he still has a higher ceiling than the other guys, and he's a lefty. And he's yeah. been on, and he's been on. Good teams, so the and re- he's a World Series MVP. The two guys I want, to be honest with you, I don't think they're getting Seager, so I'm going to eliminate him from the – I think they – and I don't think they'll get Correa, and I don't really want him, although he's awesome. Yeah. Um, is, is And I know Trevor's story is amazing, but, you know, just being in the National League, I don't, I'm not super familiar with watching him. And I just can't imagine Trevor's story going from a dumpster fire of Colorado going to a quote-unquote small market team like Seattle. Well, the reason I pick Story— I think story, he wants to go to a big club. The reason I pick Story is because of what you said. The Mariners are going to have to overpay somebody. Yes. And Story is the guy most likely to get overpaid and pick the Mariners because teams will be nervous about him leaving Coors. Very much so. Sure. That's uh, a good point. And— he probably wants to go to one of the big teams who wants a shortstop, but he's going to be third on their list. It's going to go Correa, Seager, one, two, pick whatever team. They probably have a different list, but those are the top two. Then Story, Simeon, three, four, split probably similarly too. If the Mariners need to overpay to get that guy, who's the most likely to get overpaid and pick Seattle? I think it's Trevor Story. I think Correa's on that list too. See, I agree with Story. He's been to three World Series and won one. And I think Simeon... I want Simeon. I'm a big fan of of Simeon. I Get really him a lot like cheaper than any of those other and guys. That's that's why I think he is Get him realistic. Out of the AL East, please, Jesus. I think if I think if they get two of them, I can see them getting Simeon in Story, mm. and if mm. and then making a trade for a big pitcher because I, I you know I think that's realistic. <clears throat> I don't think they can get Seager. I don't think they'll sign Correa, especially if the Yankees or somebody is involved going yeah. after him. And and Seager's probably it. Bryant's probably a pipe dream, although be a great fit. I I think I think if I had to bet money right now on two guys they could realistically land, it would be Story and Simeon. Because here's what you know: you know the Yankees are spending way too much money on one of those shortstops, and if they're going to do that, it's going to be for Seager because he's a lefty. We read. The Astros are going to be competitive in trying to keep Correa. Well, yeah, they don't have a ton of money on the books. Bregman's on the cheap. Altuve's deal is running out. But so they save money by not signing. Uh, and, uh, uh, what's his name? George Springer. And Correa to me seems like a guy who would stay in Houston, just based on the energy we got. But I, I could be wrong on that. So if the Yankees, I would too, I'd be afraid to go somewhere. Else. If the Yankees get Seager and the Astros keep Correa, that leaves you with Simeon and Story. Right. And. There you go. And, now it's going to be very competitive, right? But the well, Mariners have the money pay. to burn. They have the money to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this bad boy as we are at the end of the 2021 regular season and looking ahead of the 2022 season. When we come back. I don't know. We're going to talk about Big John's in the house. Ten eight of the fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 the fan. It's 9.50 here. We are Portland Sports Tell Leader, 1080 The Fan. I want to hear it. We got a little off-season. I want to hear it on the radio right now. A little off-conversation here uh, during the break, and 
we're talking about like the Mariners and needing some starting pitching, and we were throwing out some names and stuff. And Mike said Bieber, and I said, well, they're not going to trade him for a couple years. And then I threw out this random thing where I said, I mean, I don't think the Mets are anywhere close, and he, I think Degrom is available. And then I blacked out, and and John <laughs> blacked out, yeah. and then then in his blackout stupor said, I'd pay forty mil for Max Scherzer for One a year. year. Telling me, you tell me right now that you go to Scherzer and say, "Look, you've got a ring." You're, you're, and all his Washington deal is all backloaded. He's yes. getting paid from He's the Nationals for the next ten years. He's got a ring. He's the next Bonilla. You go, you go, sell him. Look, if you come here and win here and end the curse, like if you are a part of this team that does it, you're a legend in Seattle. You're Mac, Griffey Junior. Two point oh, Mac, forty million one year. He doesn't come for that. Max Scherzer is the antithesis of the Pacific Northwest. That guy is angry, mad, and tells it like it is, Bring and it. not like we a soft-spoken, passive-aggressive. We need case. that. And then look, you pay him forty million. It's a sunk cost. And if you're not in it at the deadline, you go flip him for a prospect. I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm. So I'm I mean, scanning. He's not. He's not wrong. No, he's, he's not, not wrong. So I'm scanning. At the ERA leaders this year. Just look. I'm just trying to get ideas of like who yeah, yeah, could yeah, you get yeah, in yeah. a trade. Right. Interesting. Jose Ramirez. You should go get Jose Ramirez. Interesting list of ERA leaders because yes. most of them are guys who are like, eh, I don't know if they can do it again. I'm just scanning here. I'm looking through. I'm looking through. What about a guy like, uh, uh, oh, my God, where did he go? I literally just saw his name. Nice tease, oh, Mike. Herman Marquez. They the love Rockies. him. In fact, there's a rumor that they tried to go get him at the deadline because Colorado wouldn't sell. Because the Rockies – that's like their piece they're trying to keep. Yes, because the Rockies you, don't know what they're doing. Right, but if you offer a couple of your prospects yeah. for a guy like Marquez, is that somebody that could be splashy, or is there risk because he's got he's like a career like three eight ERA? I think in in Seattle's rotation, he's their one, and I and I think he's pretty good. And, and like we said, we said earlier, how many true aces are out there? They're not out there and they're not available most yeah of the time. i mean and, so i think it's gonna be a guy like that yeah true aces i mean we're talking what six in the whole league like if you let's say you made I mean, that even deal. guys that have won cy youngs we don't even right. know if they're aces i mean is shane bieber an ace let's say i don't know that let's say you made that deal team. right let's say you make that deal for him and then you go sign stroman as a free agent god i love marcus you're stroman. telling me that that five you go into the season with him flexen marco gilbert gilbert and um, Stroman. Stroman. And Max at 40, a 40 a year. <laughs> and Max for a 40. You know, Coming out of the bullpen only, though. And, and next year, what they, did with two Lo- days what they did with Logan Gilbert this year, they have more guys they're going to do that mm-hmm. with. That's, mm-hmm. that's the blueprint. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Emerson Hancock next year or George Kirby. You're going to see one of those guys come up in the middle of the season and make an impact. And, that's, yeah. and that, they have lots of those guys coming. But we need two starters to go into the season. And... If they did something like that, I'd be all over that. Well, let's finish it up with this, John. Um, not, you know, we don't know who they're going to sign, who they do sign, if they sign anybody. Where do you see the Mariners in 2022? It's a good question. I, because, again, if you look at, you know, this isn't a 90-win baseball team. It's just not. They won 90 games, which is crazy. But More than the Braves. Right? But it's not a 90-win team. There are multiple holes to fill. So, Here's here's the question, right? I taped the sign on the window. Do you believe 
that Jerry's going to spend the money on the right guys and make the right trade and and put some pieces together that this team can then take the next step. That's a question I'm asking you. You know, Oakland's in the dumps is headed downward. Anaheim, who knows what you're going to get? Anaheim's going to stay where Anaheim is. Well, Anaheim wants to get Scherzer. You know, Houston. Okay, cool. You then know, you finally win one out of six games instead of one out of nine games. You know, Houston's another year older. There's another year more expensive. Correa could Correa be gone. Correa may be gone. So the window is opening for Seattle. So if you sit here and you said, where, where are the Mariners going to be in 2022? I'm going to say they make the playoffs. I'm going to say they make the – I'm not ready to call that they win the division, but I think they do enough this offseason – to put them over the hump and they get a wild card next year and they're in the playoffs. I think I think the wild card looks pretty open next year. I, I expect Boston to take a step back. Well, we have I, expanded playoffs next year too, right? Yeah, I, I, I expect Boston to take a step back. We'll see what the Yankees do. Tampa's always going to be Tampa. The Central is a hot dumpster fire outside of the White Sox. And it sounds like the West might be a hot dumpster fire too. So if you're looking at... You're looking at the Rays, probably the best team in the East, and then the Yanks, Blue Jays, and Mariners probably battling out for wild card. If Houston re-signs Correa, if they don't, they'll be good, but I don't think they'll be that good. You know, Garcia and Valdez can't be can't be your rotation. The big if is if Jerry and ownership do what they say they're going to do. That's and so- if they're able to pull it off and make smart moves. If they do that, this is a playoff team. If not... I think we're singing a different song next year and really asking questions. All right, you heard it here. Big John taking the Mariners to the playoffs next year, and I actually believe that one. We believe. (laughs) Believe. Let's do it. Uh, That'll do it for us. There's a lot to get to, even though the baseball season's over. There's still a lot to get to as there's a... You know, a a labor strike potentially on the head. Buster Posey potentially retiring tomorrow. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to get to as we look ahead to 2022 and wrap up 2021. So we'll be back next week to digest all of that stuff. Again, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fish doing the ones and twos. Big John, thank you, sir, as always Thanks for coming for in. Me, thank you. I'm Patrick Harris. We'll see you next week. Go do something I would do, like pick the Braves to win the World Series. Say goodbye to Jose Ramirez. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.